Very unusual word, but it's not my word to use. That's Joe Rogan, and man, did he step in it again this weekend. Well, sort of, kind of, we'll, we'll explain. I, I don't know if anybody's upset about the double standard concerning the N-word, or if the double standard with the N-word is just something we accept and move on and live with. I don't know. We'll talk a little bit about that, too, and how Spotify says Joe Rogan ain't going nowhere, so everybody just cool out, relax, take it easy. He's not going anywhere. He agreed to take down, like, 113 episodes off of Spotify. Self-censorship, I suppose, is okay. And and as I've said before, I mean, once you start to apologize to the cancel cartel, it, it never ends. So, you know, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, you know, he was with Joe Rogan, and now he's not with Joe Rogan. Dwayne, they'll come for you too, baby. <laughs> Chris is nodding. They come for you. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter what color your skin is. Once you start to apologize, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. It never ends. There's no end to that. Hey, y'all, it's Monday. Everybody feel good about Monday? Chris, you feel good about Monday? All right. Don, you feel good about Monday? Don's shaking his head. Elaine, you feel good about Monday? Elaine feels good. Everybody feels good. Okay. If you feel good, we want to hear from you. 210-599-5555. Maybe, Chris, that should be the only bumper song we play today then. Until every, we should do audio torture with James Brown. I feel good until everybody feels good this morning. Like we should just play, we should play it during the show. Like while we're talking, just keep playing. What do you think? Yeah, I like that song, actually. Yeah? Yeah. Would it put you in a better mood? I always get up when I'm getting down. (laughs) That's it. (laughs) I did not perceive you to be in a bad mood when you were in here this morning, and that's a good thing because you qualified this weekend, and we'll talk about that. You you don't mind talking about that, do you? No, not at all. Sharing the deal? Sure. Okay. We'll talk a little bit about that. No one's more surprised than I am, so why not? Well, no kidding. (laughs) I was shocked. And I told your wife, I'm I'm still not afraid of you because I can still outrun you as long as I'm not wearing my Mr. Softy costume. Right, yeah. If I have that on, there's no way I'm running. You don't stand a chance. Hey, before we get started on all this stuff this morning, um, I just got to say, rest in peace to my very dear friend, Gary DeLon. And... I saw a lot of people saying that I was off social media over the weekend, which is something I'm doing. I'm reducing my exposure to social media, so I'm taking the weekends off, and then that's going to go to Thursday, and then it's going to go Wednesday. But anyway, uh, Gary passed away. It was not unexpected. He had gotten sick and then got out and actually put up a post that, hey, I'm out and I'm rocking and rolling, and then went right back in. And for over a week, he lingered in the, uh, in the hospital and uh, it was not totally unexpected. In fact, at one point, the doctors did say, you know, he's not going to wake up. He's not going to come out. Uh, I knew Gary all my life, obviously, because of being involved in this business. Uh, for those of you who are longtime San Antonio folks, he was the major television personality that stood out because he wore these just bright yellow canary or bright red or bright purple or pink or fuchsia or whatever jackets. He had a different sport coat for every sports cast and it was the brightest most colorful thing. everybody else was wearing you know all the consultants right, right. you got consultants right sure and a consultant you gotta wear a dark blue it's gotta be a navy or it's gotta be something like that well no not gary man he find canary my dad was the same way my dad had a had a hat to match every color suit so my dad had a lime green suit and a lime green cowboy hat I kid you not, canary yellow and a canary yellow cowboy and boots. Yeah. So Gary was the same way. So uh, um, 
Gary, of course, <laughs> he was the best at calling high school football. Nobody ever did it like him, and he did it his entire professional career here. Um, he he called my games when I was a kid, you know, and he called games with you as you when you started your broadcasting career. That's exactly right. Uh, I hired him here in nineteen eighty some odd when I was running the station. Mm-hmm. I hired him to be our sports guy with my dad on his show. Right. And uh, Gary, I also brought over high school football with Gary to do it here on this station. It'd been on another station and brought him over here to do it. And I was the sideline guy walking around with the microphone on the sidelines, interviewing players and coaches and stuff. And, uh, and Gary was up in the booth, and uh, anyway, it was just—he's just the best at, at that. Uh, it, he called every every player and every great player that ever came out of San Antonio. He called their games. Um, so, in addition to doing that, in addition to doing television sports, in addition to doing the radio sports here, he was plugged in. Everybody in the community knew him because everybody loved him. I mean, he—he didn't—he never met a stranger. You know, yeah, that's true. He was one of those guys that, within thirty seconds of spending any time with you. Yeah. You were his best friend. Yep. I I met him. I'd been working here for about three minutes. Yeah. And uh, I, I exaggerated, of course. I of think. course. Right. Uh, it, it was the day that he was uh, told that he was going into the San Antonio Sports Hall of Fame. Well, yeah. And they had the big ceremony out at the uh, Dominion Country Club. And I went out, um, and I had never met him before. And uh, there was, he, I don't remember who else was going. Cody Carlson was there. Mm-hmm. Uh, David Robinson was there. Mm-hmm. Um, Big and, names, and, yeah, and Gary was there, uh, and and I introduced I interviewed him quickly, uh, just and uh, you know he, of course he saw my lanyard with the with the call letters on it, and um, and immediately the 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 first two the, the, there are always three names that come up when 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 I have that lanyard on Trey Ware, Ricky Ware, Bruce Hathaway, <laughs> and we talked about all of them, all of you guys. And is uh, the time he spent working with you all, and how much he enjoyed it. So, and uh, just a great, great guy to me the whole time I've been here. So. Yeah, and it, that's the way he always was. Yeah. Uh, and I'll never forget the first time he played for me, the Oswald tape. Yeah. That was just <sighs> stunning mm-hmm. to hear that. Uh, what I'm talking about is he covered the JFK assassination. He was there for the killing of President. Kennedy was working at KLIF in Dallas. 30-year-old beat reporter for KLIF. That's when radio stations had reporters. Yep. And he was down there covering the uh, the, the president coming through Dealey Plaza. And bang, bang, the shots ran out. And Gary was one of the first ones, if not the first one in the country, to announce it. And then, two days later, of course, all those guys knew everybody. So he knew Jack Ruby because Jack Ruby was always hanging out at media places. Jack Ruby was a hanger-on, wanted to be, right? He was probably a Cliff more than Gary. Yeah, he was. <laughs> Cl- always, Cliff, the newspaper yeah, in a cop shop. Yeah. He really was. He was always there. And so he knew Gary, and he would bring in, uh, Jack Ruby would bring in sandwiches for all those guys all the time. And so, anyway, so it wasn't unusual that Jack Ruby would be standing down there next to all the police officers because they were all friends with Ruby. In fact, a lot of those cops, when they got off their shift, would end up at the carousel club all night long. <laughs> right. Strip club. Sure. Uh, so, anyway uh gary and he has the tape in fact i have a copy of it somewhere because he gave it to me but gary was standing right next to jack ruby when he pulled the gun out and killed lee harvey oswald yeah and it's all it was live he was live on klif and he's talking about here comes lee harvey oswald walking down the thing and here's Lee. shots bang bang and shots have rung out 
I'm Gary Delon, and shots have rung out here. You know that kind of thing, and right. it's amazing to hear that. But he called also, you know, the the biggest games of all time. The the, the, the when the guys would come through and play their golf tournaments here, he was always the guy that mm-hmm. covered those things. I mean, it just goes on and on for years. He was at the when Ira Atterbury did his thing at the Battle of Flowers Parade in '79. Yeah. Gary was on the ground with shots hitting the pavement all around him. Him and a photog from Ken's Five. And the shots were bang, 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 bang. Glass was all over Gary. Gary's not moving. I was watching him. <laughs> yeah. He's like laying there. I'm yeah. watching. He's going, so the guy just took another shot at me. <laughs> like, yeah. you know? About right. Yeah. He, was, he was that way. Unflappable. Uh, unfla- un- that's a good, that's yeah. a real good name for him. Um, I, I, I thought about my last cut. I didn't know Gary well. Yeah. I mean, it was probably a dozen times that we, we talked, and it was always positive. Yeah. Um, but the last time I spoke with him, was the day Drew Pearson found out that he was going into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Oh, there you go. And I remember I texted you because Gary had lost your phone number, so he called here. Yeah, looking, uh, for, looking for you. Yeah. And uh, and he just said, tell him Drew's going in, and he was so excited. You know. <laughs> well, he and Drew were great yeah. friends, he and then I became friends with himself. Drew because of him. Yeah. What he did was he would bring – he was really good friends with Drew, and he would bring Drew in on the weekends to do sports at Ken's Five. Gary did it during the week, and Drew on the weekends. And uh, – and then he started bringing him over here, and we would all hang out. It's really weird and surreal for me, being a f- cowboy nut of, the, of that era, to be hanging out with two of the greatest of all time, Gary DeLon and Drew Pearson. Like, yeah. Wow! And yeah, he did call the you know he called the house several times a week, and that, really Nancy talked to him more than I did <laughs> there toward the end because I was always gone or I was here or covering for Sean or whatever. And so they would spend time talking on the phone. I talked to him just a couple of weeks ago, uh, right before he got ill the first time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had gone over. He did this great podcast thing and uh, did it from his backyard and then over at a barbershop. He had Trish DeBerry on not that long ago and my head coach, Mike Crocker, on. And these guys, he would just talk. You know, they would just sit and talk. Mm-hmm. So he called me up and said, hey, why don't you come over and do this thing? And I said, what are you doing? He said, my backyard. I said, what a great idea. So Perfect. Uh, I said, why don't I bring my brother and we'll talk about old football stuff. And he said, great. So Ricky and I went over and we did old football show yeah. one day with Gary just a couple of months ago. So yeah. anyway. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, you know, a lot of people say that line, well, he will be missed. Well, I can say that's absolutely true about Gary because he always knew when to call. I remember when Bruce Hathaway was in the hospital and, and passing and not doing well, and Gary just kept calling me and calling me and calling me, hey, man, this is what's going on with Bruce. And I say, I know, I, I just got home from there. And he was always one of those guys that he had more of a heart for you than he did for his own self. Yeah. And I can tell you this, at 87, 88, he missed Joe uh, immensely, uh, his wife, Joe. They were together for, I don't know, 60 years, more than 60 years. And uh, she passed away a few years ago, and it, it, you know he was broke his heart, as as you can imagine. Right. So they're together now, and that's good. That's yeah. great. So Gary is back on top of the world. I'm sure he's got the brightest, shiniest coat on right now. <laughs> <laughs> and he and Joe are dancing yeah. somewhere. <laughs> I, I have a picture of Gary and I the, that day at the uh, at the Dominion um, that somebody had taken of, of the two of us together yeah. and it was it, he was just a joy to talk to oh he's just a great guy you know I, I think i was there probably an hour longer than i should have been right just listening to his to his war stories and uh, with you and your dad and with bruce and it was just a lot of fun everybody to to. yeah they all knew each other to listen to his 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 pastor and great friend was buckner fanning yep. from trinity baptist and uh and buckner was our team coach when i played football so he was at our practices and games and he yeah. gary would come with him and everything that's how small this world is right yeah. and uh and so i'm sure that buckner's preaching 
and Gary's hallelujah, and Dad's playing music or talking about Democrats. One of the other. <laughs> that's Try, my. Yeah, they're all gathered to see who's wearing the loudest coat. Or Gary's calling another <laughs> high school football yeah, game. That too. That yeah. too. All right, back in just a couple of seconds. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. <laughs> That's it. I feel good. I do. It's uh, 524, 550 KTSA, FM 1071. Trayware page at KTSA.com. So AOC's headed to San Antonio, huh? That's right. She's going to be here this Saturday supporting the other commie in town, Jessica Cisneros and Greg Kassar. So this is going to be, where is this going to be? Uh, what is it? The Paper Tiger. Chris, you know where the Paper Tiger is? I've never, ever been there. Is it a really swanky, cool place to hang out? The Paper Tiger? No. Elaine's like, no. <laughs> no. Don's been there. You've been to the Paper Tiger? Is it like uh, booze and food or? AOC's going to be there. It's going to be booze and food. (laughs) All right. All right. Okay. So it is booze and food. It's like a live music venue. Okay. But is it like a nice one or is it crappy? Why wouldn't bring mom? Okay. (laughs) You're liable to see some things that mom wouldn't want to see. Or want you to see, you know. Oh, I see. Maybe mom see them, but mama don't want you to see them. (laughs) Mama can look at it all day, but not you. Yeah. Okay, I got it. So it's happening this Saturday at Paper Tiger. She said, we're 10 days away from voting in Texas. The stakes couldn't be higher. Are you ready, San Antonio, says AOC. No, we're not. But anyway, she's coming. Uh, people in Texas are not AOC-type people, said Stephen Fowler, a former Air Force pilot who's running for the Republican primary for South Texas. Uh, it's it's uh, going to turn out to be a national race, he says, and this is going to be one of the biggest races in the country. Uh, AOC says we're coming to be a major double rally, double rally next Saturday, February 12th, and this one is going to be super, super duper, really cool, super duper special, she says. Chris? Just in time for you to fly across the country. Southwest Airlines is bringing back the alcohol. (laughs) Chris just started to explore the world of flying in airplanes. And yes, they've had alcohol out of the airplanes for two years, which made absolutely no sense at all. I mean, they just, they said, well, you know, it's COVID, and so we got to get rid of them because of well, what does what does that have to do with it? You know, maybe the alcohol will actually kill the COVID. But anyway, they they're gonna restore it now because, well, it went the other way. When they thought that people were gonna start getting crazy because of alcohol, because there's too much alcohol in the airplane, it happened the other way. Actually, guys, what happened was it's <laughs> people went crazy because the alcohol is not on the airplane. By the way, they also said they're adding uh, tonic water, apple juice, Coke Zero, Dr. Pepper, hot tea, and hot chocolate to the menu. Um, all I got to do is tell you guys over at Southwest, no need for all that. Just <laughs> have the little minis, 
You don't need all that other stuff. Okay, today's going to be cool. There's going to be some clouds around to start, and then it's going to turn out mostly sunny with a high near 59. Tonight's going to be clear and cold, 25 in the Hill Country, 35 on the Riverwalk. It's 40. News, traffic, and weather station. (laughs) News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Now it appears Rogan has lost one of his most prominent supporters. Dwayne The Rock Johnson. The movie star originally defended Rogan, but when asked about Rogan's use of racial slurs, The Rock called it a learning moment for himself. Uh, so, do you feel good yet, Don? Okay. You're feeling better. Real better by the moment. There you go. Every time I hear that scream and... Way to go, Chris. Well, if, if you're just now waking up, a lot of people just wake up at 5.30. I asked everybody how they felt this morning. How do you feel? Are you feeling okay? Are you glad it's Monday? Elaine said, yes, I'm glad, I'm happy. Chris said, yes, I'm glad, I'm happy. Don said, no, <laughs> it's Monday. Monday. And I, I said we should play I Feel Good every bumper until you feel good. I am feeling better. Say how it works. The problem is I made some bad dietary choices yesterday. Uh Uh-oh. Are you feeling a little bloated? A little bit. A little too much sugar yesterday. Oh? Yeah. A little bit. A little bit. What did you eat? Uh, Some Girl Scout cookies. Oh, why'd you do that? Well, because they were there. Oh, well, that's the answer to that question. It's the only answer I needed. (laughs) I promised myself I wouldn't buy any, but you Uh know. Did you have a lemon tart? No, I huh? did not add Samoas. Samoas? Yeah, the, the coconut ones with yeah. chocolate and caramel. And after that, you had Samoa and <laughs> Samoa. Samoa. That's, Samoa. Ex- that's exactly <laughs> what I was going to say. I had Samoa. I had most Samoa. And, you know, I hadn't had any, any refined <laughs> sugar for about three weeks. Uh-oh. You know, and then it's I, like crack. I made the... In- Made the choice to indulge a little bit yesterday, uh-huh. and now I don't, I don't feel too good this morning. And so, <laughs> did you have a dosi dough or two? Huh? <laughs> No. The, the sugar tagged along. It's <laughs> hey, tagged along. I bet it's, I'd yeah. say, yeah. And you're a rather healthy kind of guy. I mean, he doesn't eat meat. And uh, that you have to be careful now because you did the sugar thing, meat's the next thing, buddy. Right, yeah. You're going to be stepping right on over there into poke chop. And he's going to push me right into the, or I'm craving <laughs> bacon first thing. Exactly. You're going to be screaming at me, hey, take me to the red barn, will you? Take me to the red barn. Call them boys at Primo. I need a cow. <laughs> It's coming. It's what happens. Sugar first, meat yep, next. Right. Right, Chris? Am I wrong about that? Sugar uh, first, meat next. So Instead of Trey, don't shoot. It's going to be Trey, bring the bacon. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, he won't have to say that much longer, by the way. He qualified. He passed his test. The boy over here is just as lethal as I am. He bought a gun for his wife several weeks ago. We told you about that. Right. Because she had asked him to in one of those wifey ways. She, they were walking by, and they saw one, and she went, hey, that's the one I would like to have. And he blew it off. Obviously, he's like most men. They don't pay any attention to that. When she walks by a diamond and says, boy, that's a pretty diamond, that means buy that diamond for me. Right? right? And so yeah. she walked by a gun, and she said, that's a nice gun. And Don said, whatever. Hey, what's a gun? I don't. You didn't know what a gun was. You never touched a gun in your life. So, I mean, you've seen them in, in Caribou. They, yeah. they, they're real popular around Banger. Yeah. But Everybody had one, just not me. That's right. Yeah. Exactly. And so uh, a friend of hers, I'll just do the story real quick for you, and then you can pick it up. But a friend of hers at work got the exact gun from her hubby. 
So Don's doing the news one day, and I saw the lights go out in the, in the news studio, and Don's got the phone next to his head. And he's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Well, it, it's Georgia on the phone saying we need to talk. Uh, this girl I work with has my gun. Why? So he went and bought it. <laughs> so that day, I got out of the chair Yeah. after my 1130 news came. Went and bought it. And, and I had, I was at the store buying it 20 minutes after my last news. Yes. Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. So uh, on Saturday, I get a note from Georgia. He passed. And she was like in shock. He passed. <laughs> he passed. So what? He passed what? Gas? What did he pass? You passed your gun test. Yeah. Oh, you're a gun guy. You're Gotta a gunner get the now. License to carry now. Wow. And, and no one's more surprised than I am. <laughs> That's so. what she said. She said, uh, "Be careful if you're on his left because he shoots left." <laughs> I said, "Well, I had that happen with another guy here at work. <laughs> he shot left, boy. Jump back." So I said, that's fine. I can still outrun him as long as I'm not wearing my Mr. Softy costume. Yeah, right. I'll I'm track fine. You. I got you then. That's right. Right. So good. You're you're now licensed to carry. Yeah. Good for you. Right. Glad I, to hear that. It was it was a, an educational experience for sure. You've never done the gun things. No. Never been your thing. In you fact, know, it, it, in oh. fact, in in Maine, you were a little liberal, but we've changed your mind slowly but surely. Yeah. It was. Uh, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Well, you know, I never hunted. You know, nope. I never went hunting, so nope. I, I didn't. You know, I, everybody up there, you know, would go hunting and whatever. Sure. So I just, yeah, well, you know, I don't really need one. Lots of moo up there. Not a lot of that, yeah. and uh, you know, you, you never know when you come across an armed black bear. Sure. You want to make sure you're prepared for that. You bet. You know, my brother has you know a cache of weapons as as my, as my children do as well, but I don't. Right. And so uh, you know, when my wife got this this pistol last week. Um, she wanted to go take you know sure. you should do this and you should do this and I'm like, okay i'll go do whatever and you did uh, it i went and signed up and took the course went outside and shot at a target 50 60 times and i i hit the i had happy to say i hit the target every single time that's awesome one, one bullseye that's all they asked last, for last shot i fired Right square down the middle. They don't really care. All yeah. they ask for the is other, did you hit paper. Yeah, the other 49, <laughs> just a warm-up. There's a warning shot. 49 warning shots. There okay. You You're still not listening. <laughs> Taking you out with this last one. Did you hit paper? That's all they care about. Well, it, good. I mean, it wasn't my paper, but I hit No, it. yeah, that's right. <laughs> Kept hitting George's paper, four people down. Exactly. Live through that one. Yep. And, and I have the paper to prove it. Yeah. <laughs> And that guy is sing has been singing soprano ever since that happened. That guy on the paper. Oh, I feel good. Oops. <laughs> Oops. Yeah. Well, yeah. I looked at it and said, "Well, what would hurt?" We me? completed his transition. What would hurt me the most? Right there, bang. Yeah. It, oh, yeah. It's it's over exactly at that point. Right. Yeah. All right. It's five forty one. The CDC is now increasing the time or ways. They're, they haven't officially done it. They're now discussing increasing the time between the vaccine doses to lower the risk of heart inflammation. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> See? You remember all them anti-vaxxer guys that were telling you your heart's going to blow up? You take. The, remember all those guys? And, 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 and then came Fauci and he said, well, it's just wrong. They don't know what they're talking about. They're wrong. And they kept saying, no, you're going to get myocarditis because you're taking this, and it's going to enlarge your heart, especially if you're a young man, you face issues with, no, you're not. Yeah, you'll be just fine. Take it. Give it to everybody. Give it to a two-year-old. Two-month-old. Give it to a two-month-old, said Fauci, right? 
Well, now the CDC is saying, you know, you know, it's probably better. (laughs) With Moderna and Pfizer, if you give it more time in between, instead of the usual four weeks between the shots, you you really ought to be giving it eight weeks. You really ought to be giving it eight weeks because... At four weeks, you could blow, make the heart bigger. So that's what our research is beginning to show us. And so the risk of heart inflammation is lowered if the vaccines are given eight weeks apart. So we're weighing, changing the guidance on that. You know, what's going to happen is what Rogan said happens with this type of stuff. All these guys who started out with an experimental vaccine, and I took it. I'm boosted. I'm uh, double vaxxed and boosted. But all the guys who started out with this vaccine and were so dogmatic about it, and I was not. I was like, I'm not dogmatic about this. I don't know all I need to know about this. All I know is in consultation with my doctor, it was a recommendation that he made. That's it. But, man, I wasn't like, if you remember, I never said, you need to take it too. In fact, I said the opposite. You need to do what I did. Talk to your doctor and make a decision based on what your doctor said. Because all these people that were so dogmatic about it at the beginning, yeah, you have to get it, you have to get it. Well, some of this stuff is going to turn out to be, well, you know what, there's issues. There's always It always happens that way when you rush into something, always. And that's all Joe Rogan had to say, and he's you know being canceled for that. And for a video that somebody made where he's using the N-word. Let me, before the break, Chris, let me explain that real quick. All right, because I woke up to that on Saturday morning, this apologize video from Joe Rogan. And Joe, I don't know if you listen to me or not, but just stop apologizing. Just quit. Seriously, just stop, because there's no end to it. Once you start apologizing, it's over. They're going to demand more and more and more and more of apology. What's happening to Joe Rogan right now is being orchestrated in the White House, and I bet you Ginger is doing it. I would be willing to bet that either she's doing it or people on her staff are organizing this push to get rid of Joe Rogan. And I have explained that. The push is he doesn't work for them like ABC does or CNN. He doesn't parrot what Jen Psaki wants wants him to say. And so she's got to get him under control. There's 11 million people that listen to him. She's got to get him under control, right? And so that's what she's doing. She's trying to bring the boy down, trying to collapse his world so that she can control him, either by him saying, okay, tell me what to say, like all the other biggies do that I sit here and watch every day and that you watch every day, or he just gets out of the business. He's gone because Spotify says this is too big of a hit. Spotify says he's not going anywhere. They did take down 113 of his uh, segments, of his uh, podcasts over the weekend, which I thought was a bad idea, too. You don't, you know, it's there. You did it. Live with it. Live with the, with the consequences of it. Quit trying to change what happened. We had a discussion about this. Here's a side road. Nancy and I had a discussion about this over the weekend. So um, she's cleaning up and comes across a couple of boxes of DVDs. And she asked me, should I get rid of these DVDs because all these things are now digital? Whoa, whoa, no. Uh Uh-uh. If you have a hard copy of DVDs, if you have a hard copy of books, you hang on to them. Because the cancel culture is getting rid of all this stuff. The cancel culture is getting rid of the books. They're getting rid of the DVDs. They're changing the DVDs. 
Disney's the worst, per, worst, worst company at it. They're going back and changing all those animated series that Walt made because they don't fit into today's modern society. To hell with that. Let it go. And that's what I say about Rogan's uh, podcast. Now, his apologies over the weekend were because somebody in the cancel culture, in the culture, uh, cancel, uh, the cancel cartel is what I'm calling them now. Somebody took him over the years. You know how we all say S word? Like, we can't say S on, on the radio because it's an FCC violation, right? So what we say is S word. That's an S word country, S S whole country, right? Remember those th- those days, and people think, well, that sure sounds stupid. When in fact, we should just say the word. And I agree with you. We should just say the word. And if the FCC wouldn't burn a station, take the station off the air, then I would. But anyway, I digress. So um, he, instead of saying N word years ago, he would actually say the word. When referring to something else like reading the album cover of Richard Pryor's album, that it's on Richard Pryor's album. One of the names of Richard Pryor's album had the N-word on it. Red Fox. You cannot quote or play a Red Fox bit on stage without the N-word. And at that time, this was 15 years ago, something like that, 12 years ago, Joe Rogan said, well, I'm not going to say N-word. I'm just going to say the word. He's going to quote Red Fox. He's going to quote Richard Pryor. He's going to quote these other guys that would say it. And he would just quote them and say the actual word. Well, somebody took him saying the word out of context and just spliced together him saying the word. And what the video sounds like is Joe Rogan over and over again saying the N-word. When, in fact, he was quoting somebody else. But that's that hypocrisy that Chris played at the top of the hour that, you know, Rogan said, well, here's the deal. You know, I, I realize that black guys can say it, and it can either be a term of endearment, like they call women sometimes in their music, or each other in their music. Uh, it can be uh, absolutely a, pra- a, a word of praise if a black person says it to another black person, but a white guy's not allowed to use that word. And I get it, Joe Rogan said. I'm so sorry. From the, from the bottom of my heart, I'm so sorry. A white person cannot use that word. Black people can't, but I can't. And I get it. I understand now. And I just used it back then instead of saying, I thought saying just N-word was a stupid thing to say. Like we would say S-word is a stupid thing to say now. So there you go. So he apologized for it, and, and that's when The Rock said, well, I'm done with him. I'm not going to back him up. And then guess what happened to The Rock? Somebody released a bunch of videos of him saying terrible things about people. <laughs> and, and that right there is the point of the whole matter, is that you can think that you're cleaning this up, but you're not. The cancel cartel is not going to stop. They're not going to stop on Rogan. They're not going to stop on any of these people till, till all these people say what they want them to say and how they want them to say it. And they're unforgiving in in going after people. All right, quick break. Traffic and AccuWeather coming up. And, yes, it's a third-world country, 72 miles to the north of us. I'll explain. He's spoken to this in the past, and I know you ask this every time you come in here, which is, you're you're absolute right, but I don't think I have anything new to reveal for you. Okay, Ginger. How's Marianne doing? All right, so I've, I've got your emails already, folks. I just want to tell you, and your um, your messages on Facebook and other places like that. Uh, we, we're having a phone issue. When we get it fixed, I'll be able to take your calls. It won't take long. 
We got the best minds in the business. The best minds in the business working on this. We got them out of bed, especially for this. So the best minds anywhere are now out of bed and working to fix our phones. And Greg Shelton. Yeah. So (laughs) that's coming up. Also, after the (laughs) you'll be able to call. Also, after the top of the hour, Austin is an S-word country. (laughs) I agree. That's coming up. Learn a lot of things. Very informative. This is the 550 KTSA Morning News with Trey Ware. You know, I think everyone should listen. Now on FM 1071. (laughs) It's a very unusual word, but it's not my word to use. I'm well aware of that now, but for years I used it in that manner. I never used it to be racist because I'm not racist. But whenever you're in a situation where you have to say, I'm not racist. You f***ed up. (laughs) Use the F word to describe how he should have never used the N word. I'm going to use the S word. Well, no, I'm not going to say the S word. I'm going to say S hole country is 72 miles to our north in Austin. Okay, there you go. I'll explain that in just a minute, but let me just explain a little bit about the Joe Rogan thing quickly so you know what I'm talking about. Saturday morning I wake up. And that's what I wake up to is Joe Rogan saying, I'm so sorry, I used the N-word. Somebody had put out a video uh, spliced together of him using the N-word, right? And it's all out of context because he, instead of saying N-word, this was like 12 years ago when he first started the podcast, instead of saying it, if he would read a Richard Pryor album that had it on it, right? And Richard Pryor used that word incessantly. Oh, oh, I think every other word was that word, wasn't it? Well, maybe F and then the N. <laughs> right. Right? Yeah. He he kept them in regular rotation. He did. Yeah. And, and Red Fox, you cannot watch. In fact, Red Fox would get down off the stage with a microphone, and this was before wireless microphones, so he'd take the wire, and walk to the door of the uh, the back door and tell anybody, if you, if you don't want to hear me say N-word, then here's the door. Don't let it hit you in the A-word. Um, <laughs> we're going to soon be talking... Like, like kids talk today, yeah, using like, on the first yeah, LOL. Right. Like we're a bunch of third graders in here. I mean, that's what it seems like, right? Elaine, uh, Trey said the S word. <laughs> well, Don said the F word. <laughs> it's just, it's it's kind of crazy with what's going on with Joe Rogan right now. They're, can't, they're trying to get rid of Obviously, they're trying to get rid of him. So, and I have my own views and thoughts. I've expressed that openly. He's not controlled. He doesn't work for anybody who can control him. There's no licensing of him, so they can't yank his license. They can't threaten him with anything other than we're going to apply this amount of pressure until you just buckle. And the problem with that is once you start apologizing, the, the cancel cartel is into that. That's, that's blood in the water like a shark, baby. They come, man. And they, it's not like they go, oh, okay, thanks for the apology. Have a nice day, Joe. And they leave. That's not how this works. The cancel cartel loves an apology, and it makes them hungrier. And and then they just get more and more and more, and they get more vicious. And and then they start making this stuff up. So mm-hmm. what somebody did, and he admits to using that word back when he first started doing this, but he would use it like quoting Red Fox, mm-hmm. quoting so-and-so, quoting a black man using it, Right. And he would say it in a quote and not, he's not calling anybody race, uh, 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 the N-word, you know. He's not saying that. He's not using it in that context. He's saying so-and-so said, well, blankety-blank-blank-blank, N-word, end quote. Or the Richard, do you remember the Richard Pryor album, so-and-so, so-and-so, N-word? 
Yeah. And he would say it like that instead of saying N-word. And because uh, he just thinks that's stupid. Kind of like today. I hear people tell me all the time, when you, when you guys say S-word, that's just so stupid. <laughs> Everybody knows what it is. It's just a stupid thing. Well, I know. But if we actually said the word as opposed to S-word, we would be gone. It's that simple. So that's how it works. And that really is what the argument is about right now is because we're licensed and we can have our license yanked. Joe Rogan is not. Right. Ain't nobody can yank that boy's license. So that's what's going on. And I, you know, so, so my position has been clear. I don't think anybody ought to use the word. It's, it's an offensive word. I grew up, and I don't want to go back to me. This is not about me at all. But I grew up in football huddles where black guys using black, black guys after every play. Yeah, they did. White guys can't use that word. And Joe Rogan said that. He said, you know, the, 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 it can actually be a term of endearment, he said, that's used when a black person uses against, an, uh, you know, with another black person. But a, guy, a white person uses it, and it can't. You, a white person, you may never use that word. Well, why is it okay for anybody to use? That's always been my question. Nobody answers that sufficiently to me why it's okay for anybody to use it because if it's offensive coming out of a white guy or a brown guy or a yellow guy or a red guy or a purple guy or a green martian if it's an offensive word then isn't an offensive word am i wrong are you my caucasian (laughs) i am as a matter of fact (laughs) i am and yours only so anyway that's it that's all i got right it's just you know, it's never going to stop with this with this Joe Rogan thing. It'll just go on and on and on until he stops it. And says I'm I'm done apologizing, yeah, yeah, y'all. So bite you know, yeah, he's bite just my going, toe. Go on about his business and, and keep on That's rolling it. with whatever he's doing. You know, and the word as insensitive as it is, it's not illegal. He didn't break any laws. He mm-hmm. hurt a lot of feelings, you know, but he didn't break any laws. <clears throat> um, and as you said, well, but the, but the question he is, was quoting he was quoting. Reading album covers or whatever right. it was. Um, now, okay, d- does Richard Pryor hurt feelings when he says it? I'm sure he does. Well, that's you know, then that's but, the question. But he's no longer around to defend himself. Well, any, well it's still being used, yeah. okay? So right. I, I list, okay, at the race yesterday, Ice Cube was the entertainment. They, they totally L.A.'d that race yesterday, right. yeah. and we'll talk about that later. Sure. But Ice Cube was the halftime entertainment during the race. They stopped the race. Ice Cube did a ra- ra- Would you like to go over to the record store right now? if such a thing exists, and grab an Ice Cube uh, <laughs> album <laughs> right, right. and see how many times it's on there? Is it offensive when he does it? Is it offensive, you know, when any of the, anybody else does it? So that's the real question here. Mm-hmm. If it's offensive, it's offensive, and nobody right. should use it. Yeah. So I'm sure the phones are burning up, but they're not working. So <laughs> we're in safe territory talking about this this morning. Nobody can give us what for. Operators are standing by. They really are because the phones aren't working. They got nothing else to do. Exactly right. What's well, yeah. Monday? Yeah, we'll it's, get them fixed by now. It was bound to happen. The phones, the phones, because right. because it's being it's Monday. Monday. Yeah. Uh, Chris, do you have that attitude adjusting Monday attitude adjusting song that you could play for us real quick, uh, ladies and gentlemen? If you're waking up and you're having a tough Monday morning, let this adjust your attitude. Why Everybody, come on. So good. So good. I got you. Oh, I feel nice. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. How can you be in a bad mood right. when this song's playing? It's I'm impossible. Bound and determined. And if you need another dose of that later, just send me a text 
Now you can't send me a text because you don't have my number. Just send me a private message on Facebook or an email or something like that. I would say, this is where I would say, call me. Give me a call. We'll play it again if you need another dose of that a little bit later. We have no idea what's going on with the phones, though. Right. Nobody has, 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 has somebody tripped over the, the cord? Here's my question. Yeah, is the cord unplugged from the wall? You guys can answer the question now, and then when the phones are working, I'll, I'll ask the listeners. Okay. What song, because that one does it for me, what song immediately puts you in a better mood? If you're in a bad Monday mood, you're feeling bad, you're all ticked off, I hate Mondays. <laughs> if that's you right now, is there a song that puts you, can you think of one? I mean, immediately changes your attitude. And, all right, I'm good. Ready to go. Anybody? Uh, you know what? This is kind of a cliche, but... Oh, by, uh, Backman Turner Overdrive song, Taking Care of Business. That's a good one. It always puts me in a good mood when I hear it. No matter what. It doesn't matter what I'm doing. Doesn't matter what's going on in your world. I love that song. I have Patriots, loved that song since I was a kid. Patriots just lost. You just stepped in dog poo in the kitchen. <laughs> yeah. Right? All, at the same time. At the same yeah. time, because it's actually happened. And Put on this some comes BTO. on. There you go. And now the world is a better place. I'm in a good mood now. It really does it, doesn't yeah. it? It's a great song. Yeah. Uh-huh. What's Randy Bachman doing right now? He's taking care of business more than like. <laughs> you got that right. <laughs> He's up there in Canada trying to avoid truck drivers taking over his hometown. I do have the truck drivers uh, uh, story yeah. because uh, the mayor up there of Ottawa, eh? It's a story. <laughs> That's right, eh? <laughs> the mayor of Ottawa said, I cannot believe what's going on up here. Well, you better believe it because it's happening. Well, 500 trucks, <laughs> they're still there, right? Yeah. See, this is when people call me and they say, what can I do? I'm so frustrated listening. What can I do? This is it. Get your truck and park it somewhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what you do. They've, they have, these Ottawa, uh, are, are these truck drivers in Canada, they've shown the light, people. This is the way forward right here. Big protests like this. And so uh, the mayor... First of all, said anybody who's going to bring food or, or gasoline or diesel down here to these guys, I'm gonna I'm gonna arrest you. Any anybody that shows support for these guys, I'm gonna arrest you. And then he said, I cannot believe. The jokes on him. All the food and gas in the back of these trucks. Seriously, <laughs> I mean, the, the grocery, they want some. Seriously, open the back. The grocery stores are empty because it's all there in the trucks, and it's cold enough that it's staying cold. It's right. not like it's rotting, so they've got they can last fifty years. You know, be here all month. Right, longer than that. Yeah, right. But what he was really upset about was there's bouncy houses and stuff. <laughs> seriously. They have brought out bouncy houses, and their kids, it's a family-friendly event now. Yeah, awesome. And these kids are bouncing in bouncy houses and, uh, and drawing with crayons. I mean, the, the truckers' kiddos are there. It's a family-friendly event now as they protest the lockdowns and the vax mandates. Because that's how they roll in Canada. Well, uh, We're going to have a protest, look, but it's going to be a family-friendly protest. And I'm thinking, while, while this, the, the mayor of Ottawa is really mad about this, and I'm thinking, what does he want? Does he want a BLM burn? <laughs> Burn, burn a place down, go to Walmart and steal TVs. And, and this is Chief Peter Slowly. That's it. This is a threat to our democracy. It is a nationwide insurrection. This is madness. It's madness. It's a nationwide insurrection. <laughs> There's truckers parked on the highway with bouncy houses and their kids in the bouncy house. That's a nationwide insurrection. Mm-hmm. That's an insurrection, those kids bouncing up and down in that bouncy house. We can't have that here, by God. we got to get that stopped right now. Call in the Royal Mounties. Call the Mountie in.
let the Mountie get on the kids. That's what we need is a Mountie on these kids. We need some Mounties. Where's the Mounties? Call them in to get on these kids. <laughs> the damn kids, get out, of that, get out of that bouncy house now. Go over there and burn that building down and steal some flat panel TVs. Didn't you watch BLM two summers ago? You didn't learn a dang thing from BLM, did you? Here you are bouncing in houses and laughing. Oh, the next thing is going to be a trampoline. Good Lord. <laughs> What's next? You, you kids. If one of you evil truck drivers decided going to set up a swing set out there. <laughs> They're just going to walk around with a pin and, you know, poke the bounty. <laughs> get the RCMP out there. Mounted patrol coming out with a giant safety pin, <laughs> taking the air out of bouncy houses. Poke the holes in the bouncy houses, eh? Hey, eh? Hey, hey, get rid of the kids. Make sure the kids are out first, because then they end up in Cleveland right. as they ride in the bouncy yeah. house flying through the, the air. The thing is, yeah, after they after they puncture the bouncy house, they say sorry. <laughs> <laughs> eh? Okay, um, I still got to get to the Austin story, but I got to take a break first. But Austin is an asshole country. Did you? Anybody know that? Yes. <laughs> this is a shocker. What, what gave it away? <laughs> the smell. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but now they've made it official. Oh, oh Tell you more coming up. i got to tell you about Laurel Ridge Treatment Center. The folks at Laurel Ridge Treatment Center are, are, are all about you. And they really will take care of you and take care of your family. No matter what you're going through, no matter what your family's going through, Laurel Ridge is there 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Um, they'll set you up with a free evaluation to see what's going on. We've, we've heard all the, the horror stories, right, about how everything that's been going on with the pandemic has been affecting kids and adults, too. The, the rates of, of mental illness, the rates of uh, addiction and overdose and depression and anxiety are flying high due to the pandemics, the lockdowns, and, and all the other things. Well, they're there at Laurel Ridge Treatment Center to help. And they've been doing this now for almost 40 years right there. I call them my shining city on a hill over there because they really are. And if you just give them a call, they've got day treatment programs. They've got inpatient programs. They've got weekend programs. I mean, they're there with a program to help your family get through whatever the challenge is with behavioral health. That's Laurel Ridge Treatment Center at 210-491-3591. Here's that AccuWeather forecast. Cool and some clouds to start off today, and then it's going to be mostly sunny this afternoon right at 60. Yahoo! Finally. Tonight, clear and cold, 25 in the Hill Country, 33 down on the Riverwalk. And then tomorrow, plenty of sun and 65. And Wednesday, mostly sunny, 68. So enjoy, baby, enjoy. Okay, one more thing on the Rogan thing for just a second here. It's a, it's a real good point, I think. And it's one we can flesh out <clears throat> a little bit later on at 210-599-5555. How about it go over if there was a, a word that black people couldn't use? See, like you want to say in context, out of context, you can't say it for any reason whatsoever, right? And and I'm not arguing for the use of the N word. Don't 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 anybody say that. I'm not arguing that we should be able to use the N word. I'm saying that if we're going to have a rule about certain words in the English language, that rule ought to apply to everybody, don't you think? And that some people don't get a don't get a carve out based on the color of your skin. So what if there was what if there was words? That black people, what if there was a, word, a, a particular word that was offensive that black people couldn't use? Or brown people? Or green people from Mars? I think they are Mars, aren't they? Okay. So, uh, green people, right? 
So we're going to flesh that out. Now, the story on Austin, uh, we do know it's an SO country up there. Austin, Texas, for the third time this year, boil the water. So here's a place where their homes, a home that would typically go for 200000 in Austin, is now going for $2 million. A place where Oracle is and Elon Musk has moved everything there, Google, Facebook, They've all moved to Austin. Austin is the cool center of the entire world, right? That's what we're told anyway. <laughs> hey, man, this is a cool place. Keep Austin weird. I'm wearing sandals and long hair. I'm a hippie from 1967. Summer love. But guess what? They can't get their water right in Austin. And they've got people still living on the streets, doing their duty on the streets, leaving duty on the streets. And that's what's going on in Austin. And Austin is supposed to be sophisticated. They have, you know what? They, they have really done what I was saying San Antonio was, was about to do. And I think San Antonio, I, I, you know, I, years ago I started calling San Antonio San Frantonio. It fits for Austin perfectly because I think, I think Austin has now become San Francisco light. They've defunded the police. They've got crime. They've got killings like crazy in Austin. And now, once again, third time this year, you have to boil your water in Austin. Don't drink the water. What is this? Mexico? El Salvador? 210 Oh, sorry. I know. <laughs> I teased you, didn't I? Trey at KTSA.com. I, okay, so I was asking about songs that lift your spirit and your mood, particularly on a Monday. Chris, do we have that one? No. Okay. Well, so we're, what we're doing is you can email them to me, Trey at KTSA, if you want to. Um, we're, we're dropping in every once in a while. Uh, I feel good. Uh, if you want to email me a song that makes that just changes your attitude, Don's is um, Bachman Turner Overdrive, uh, taking care of business every day, taking care of business in every way. And I'm getting a few right now, and uh, we'll we'll play some of them as we move forward this morning. All right, just to set the tone and the mood, because I don't want to be down. I actually, and you know this, and Sean knows it, Elaine knows it, Chris knows it. I like Mondays. I, I view Mondays as a fresh start. Hell, like I woke up this morning. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Actually, you, actually, you woke up last night. Well, midnight. It rolled into the day. Well, true. But, I mean, the point is, <laughs> I'm on this side of dirt. And so I'm good. Uh, and, mm. and that's why I feel good on Mondays. I feel yeah. like, hey, I got another shot at it, you know, sure. <laughs> to, to, <laughs> to fix what I screwed up last week. <laughs> Starting anew. That's right. All over again. Exactly right. It's like yeah. January 1st every Monday to me. I don't mind when it gets, you know, once I get here and things get rolling, right. you know, then it's okay. But that, that first couple of hours. Yeah, it's rough. You know, the alarm it? goes off at 2. Right. You know, I'm not a fan. <laughs> yeah, it's not, it's not a good thing, it's right? Not, not for me. No. <laughs> All right, so what songs change your mood and put you in a good mood right away? Trey at KTSA.com. Trey at KTSA.com. Window World. Family owned and operated since 1947. The number one home improvement and window installation company in the country. Now, one of the reasons they're so awesome at Window World, and one of the reasons that Nancy and I bought from their everyday price is about 20 to 75% lower than anybody else. It's called volume pricing. So they really do live by the volume pricing, which is they sell more windows than anybody else. And so they're able to pass those savings on to you. With the industry-leading warranties on their windows, too, and many, many color options to choose from, 
With these AAMA certified master installers, you can rest assured that all the installation process is going to be done exactly how you want it. And with Martin Bomba's outstanding reputation in this business, you can relax knowing your window or windows are going to be perfecto. You get a free in-home quote today. And by the way, they're offering 16 months, zero down, zero payment, zero interest with approved credit. And by the way, they, they have other financing options available, too, at windowworldtx.com. And on the phone, 210-767. Connected. Feeling all right? Are ya? the band well this is a joe cocker and it's one of the songs that somebody emailed in uh, trey at ktsa.com got a million emails during a newscast uh, and, and the question today is um what song makes you happy somebody mail uh, mailed in happy feral yeah i, I get it totally yeah. uh if you're in a bad monday morning mood what song makes you happy that we can play for you this morning so that you're not in a bad mood anymore we don't want people going into work in a bad mood that was last week with all the snow and ice or ice there's no snow but ice yeah. so let us know and uh, we'll try to slip it in for you this morning wherever it may go wherever, wherever we can make it fit we'll try to slip it in uh, I would say call 210, you know, call the request line, 470-5555, 470-5555. That was the request line number back then. And we back then we didn't have to give, like, the, um, what was it called? The prefix? The area code. Area code. No, we didn't have to because you had one, 512. That was it. That was our area code for the entire, te- for most of Texas, 512. And so uh, 470-5555, 5555555555555555555555555555555555555555555555555555555555555555555555555555555555555555555555555555555555555555555555555555555555555555555555555555555555555555555555555555555555555555555555555555555555555555555555555555555555555555555555555555555555555555555555555555
or let you know that he was having a bad day. He didn't come into the room. I'm trying to find the right way to say it. There are some people that come in the room and you go, oh, God, do you really have to come in here? (laughs) Is there another room you can go to? And other people, you go, oh, thanks for coming in the room. We really needed you. (laughs) And Gary was one of those people. He'd walk in. You go, ah, so good to see you. And you meant it when you saw him. So good to see you, Gary. He left it at the door. Yeah, well, of the house. It yeah. never left with him. Right. You know what I'm saying? Sure. And and even when I would go over to the house and see him over there, he was just Gary. Gary was Gary mm-hmm. and was never in a foul mood or upset about anything. And he loved everybody. And he tr- truly was one of those guys that everybody loved and appreciated being around him and would do anything you ask him. You know, he's one of those guys where he did all the high school football games. He knew everybody in sports. He knew everybody in media. He was there for the Kennedy assassination. I think he was the first one to announce it. I, I, I know he was the first one to announce the Oswald killing two days later by Jack Ruby. Mm-hmm. I have that tape. And uh, so all the things, all the life experiences that he went through, he never, like, played big on you like you know i i'm i'm this and you're not it, it didn't matter if if he saw katie barber as an example she's now getting started in the business over here right our young reporter back mm-hmm. over here right he would treat her like she'd been in the business for 50 years and she was great yeah you know what i'm saying he, he just treated everybody the same way you you weren't treated like less than him yeah if anything he always lessened himself around you you were in his mind, always better than he was. And he was a king of media when it came to what he did. Mm-hmm. You know, you've done it right when you when you pass on. And and everybody you talk, everybody who was asked about you has nothing but good things to say. Right. You know, even when he was still around, um, I would talk, to, I would ask you about Gary. Um, and you would just have these wonderful things to say about him. And that was the case with anybody I ran into uh, when Gary's name would come up. There was never anything, well, you know, he was kind of a jerk. He was stuck on himself, you know, never happened. Nothing like that at all. You know, and that can't be said for 99.99% of the people in this business. You know, know, there's a rare exception for guys like Gary. That's funny. Nancy and I were talking about that this weekend, that that breed is passing on. Yeah. Right? That's true. Those guys and Hathaway and my dad and all those guys, they were all in that world and they had your back and you never had to watch your back. Mm-hmm. You don't have to worry about getting stabbed because right. none of them were going to do it. It was a, at that time, there was a huge level of trust and they froze out anybody that was not trustable, mm-hmm. that was untrustworthy. Right. They just didn't. They just didn't continue in the business. Those guys were like, "See ya." Yeah. And uh, and 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 that's that's a shame because that's passing on. But what you saw with Gary, that was Gary. I mean, it wasn't like a public persona that he made up. Mm-hmm. He was him all the time. Yeah. And I, I talked to him all the time, and I, I never heard him complain or be a be upset now he would be upset at like when bruce was was uh clearly on his last days mm. i mean gary and i would cry on the phone with each other right but upset in that way not upset about something that happened to him like ah, I got to... never happened yeah. never ever happened and he had reasons to on occasion sure but he never eh, yeah. just that's eh, okay and like i said you know last hour i, I a dozen or so times i i talked to gary either on the phone or in person he was always the same you know, always in a good mood. Right. Um, never had anything bad to say. And my last conversation, like I mentioned before, was 
the day he found out Drew Pearson was going into the uh, Pro Football Hall of Fame. He couldn't have been happier if he had been <laughs> he was voted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. He and he was called beside, looking for me? He called looking for you because yeah. he had he misplaced your phone number or yeah. something, so he called here, yeah. and he asked for you. I'm like, well, you know, Gary, Trey, Trey usually you know gets here at midnight, so he's gone by 9 a.m. Right. And he goes, well, tell him Drew's on the plane. Yeah. And I'm like... Drew who? Pearson. <laughs> Drew Pearson. He's on the plane. He's going to Canton. Isn't that exciting? <laughs> Actually, yeah, it is. Well, he was, yeah. and you're right about that. He was right. He was that way about everybody, though. Yeah. You know, it was. he was very close with Drew, and I was fortunate enough because I was around Gary all the time to become friends with Drew. Yep. Uh, and whatever services they have or, or don't have, I don't know. There's no announcement on that yet, but mm-hmm. you can bet. Pearson's, it's going to be star-studded. Yeah. The people that are going to come to Definitely. say bye to Gary. But wonderful, wonderful man. It's not Very bye. Wonderful. It's just seeing a little while. Yep. That's all it is. Until next time. And the beautiful thing is he's got a nice glowing jacket on right now. It's canary yellow. <laughs> Speaking of Superfly. Yeah. It's a canary yellow jacket. He's got canary yellow patent leather shoes on right now, slip-ons on right now. Yeah. And he and Joe are holding hands again. Which is all he ever wanted. Yep. Is to hold hands with his wife for 60 years again. So we love you, Gary. All right. So quick break here. Two, one. No. Uh, you can email me, Trey at KTSA.com. A song that makes you happy. I don't know if you heard, but the phones aren't working, Trey. <laughs> thanks, for, yeah. thanks for the update on that. You're, you're going to check every three minutes, right? Let me know. Sure. Thank you. Yeah. Hey, uh, look, it's rodeo time, and that means Deets Tractor is coming out with another big rodeo sale. It's going on right now. They have brand new LS tractors. Have you seen these yet? Okay. If you have land anywhere of any size, wow. 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 Get on an LS tractor. Platform, cab, midsize, large. More standard features, more performance, less money, and it's only at Deets Tractor in Seguin. These LS tractors are some of the hottest tractors anywhere, guys. They're the seven-time winner of the EDA Dealer's Choice Award, beating out all the big-name brands, 16 different categories for overall satisfaction, the LS tractor. And these huge savings are going to be over when the rodeo is over. So I want you to go by the rodeo and see Dietz Tractor Company, D-I-E-T-Z. They're on Seguin off of I-10. They're at the Stock Show and Rodeo. That's where you get more tractor for less money. Stevens Roofing Newsmaker Hotline. Worries about how much the Federal Reserve will hike interest rates sent ripples through stock markets around the world overnight. After Friday's strong jobs report, more economists believe the Fed could push rates up one half percent in March. This is Bruno's Pick Me Up song. He emailed it to me this morning. Herb Alpert, 1979, rise. I'll pick it up. All right, uh, so we're rolling forward this morning. Let me try to go to the Stevens Roofing Newsmaker Hotline. Carl Eggers, CreatingRicherLives.com. He joins me every Monday at this time. We talk about what's going on with the markets and your money. Talk to me about Facebook, Carl. What's going on with those guys? Uh, well, I first want to know, was that Elaine on bass or was she on the trumpet? She's on the trumpet. Okay, that's what yeah. I thought. thought. <laughs> um, <laughs> now, Facebook, uh, look, you know, what What happens with some of these, you know, expensive growth companies, and a lot of these companies, the, the big tech companies, they're growing fast. They're doing really amazing things, but their stocks are really expensive. And so the minute that they come out and say, hey, that growth that you guys thought we were going to have is going to be a little slower than you anticipated, 
then the stocks get hammered. And we saw a, a huge drop for Facebook. And so, and, and look, Facebook's just one of many. I mean, we've seen a lot of these high flyers from really back in the, the pandemic, you know, of, of 2020. During all that time, a lot of these stay-at-home stocks and these tech stocks, you know, have, have gone down literally 60, 70, 80%. So there's a lot of stocks that are struggling. I think it's a really confusing time for investors because they're kind of going, do, should we be doing something? Is What's going on here? And there's a massive rotation going on in the market. So there's still plenty of opportunities, but it's a little more challenging market for sure in 2022 than it has been in 2021. Wasn't this the first time that they lost viewers too? Yeah, I mean, look, you know, there's no secret that TikTok is they're trying they're trying to do what TikTok's doing, which is people have a very short attention span, and that's where TikTok really uh, thrives is having these quick, you know, short views. And so Facebook has come out with Reels trying to compete with that, but really what people do is they just take their TikTok stuff and put it on Reels. So, you know, there's there's they're struggling a little bit here, but Still growing, obviously a you know huge company, but you still have all the regulatory stuff going on, and you know it's it's down a lot. I just wondered because I you know I I'm doing a divorce from social media slow by slow, like uh, I'm taking yeah. the weekends off right. So um, I, I'm just wondering if maybe the the shine is coming. Out. Not that it's going to go anywhere, but we all remember uh, what what was the one not um, the one before. Oh, MySpace? MySpace, right? And yep, and, and yep. the new shiny object, which was Facebook, showed up. So the new shiny object is TikTok, and there'll be another one that'll come along. And so they just keep moving well, to the will, new thing. Yeah, there will be. I mean, look at look at Spotify. They, they understand that if they push the thing with Rogan too far, that he's going to go start his own you know, music service. I mean, he could do it. Yep. He could have, he could have tons of backing. We see, yep. obviously, a lot of social media p- platforms pop, pop up. So you know, the barriers of entry are actually pretty low to do that, yep. and I think they understand that. All right. Thank you, Carl. I'll talk to you next Monday, if not sooner. Back in just a minute, Ware and Rima coming up. Trey Ware, KTSA.